0: the stakes are high because millions and millions of young adults are leaving the faith because of the way it's being transmitted to them. Mm -hmm, And when they receive it, they know Mm -hmm. that it is counterfeit. Mm Welcome to Jesus Versus America. I'm John, and I'm joined by two really good friends, Monique and Wisdom. Our goal for this podcast is to represent three generations who are faithfully following Jesus. We want to start off by just saying, what is Jesus Versus America all about? Maybe when you saw the title, it caught your attention. So you were thinking, oh, great, this is going to be one of those political podcasts. That's not what it is. (laughs) Maybe you thought they're just going to bash patriotism. Nope, we're not doing that. (laughs) Our main focus here is to go after young adults, many of whom are leaving the church. Uh, And we want to talk specifically to those people who are young adults or who love or pastor to young adults, because our view is that... By listening to the dialogue that we're going to bring together, you might hear things that you haven't heard before, and it might lead you to go deeper uh, into your faith, or maybe even give your faith a second chance and stick with it. So, Jesus versus America. You know, Jesus told us that we couldn't serve two masters. Um, we That he said, you can't serve two masters. You might hate the one or love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. Now, in his context, he was saying you can't serve both God and money which is very important to the American church because we are so steeped in a love of money. But really, his principle is true. We can't serve both God and something else. And many of us, if we're honest, are trying to serve God and the American culture. In fact, most of us, our Christianity is so steeped in the American culture, it's so enculturated, we can't really peel them apart. So our podcast focus is trying to peel them apart because we think that Jesus is getting covered up Mm. His words are getting covered up. The way he wants us to live is getting covered up. And let's just say it frankly, most of the examples of Christianity we see are more American than they are Christian. And we're trying to recover that. Now, how do we do that? We're going to dialogue together. Uh, We're going to dialogue together as we usually do from different episodes covering different topics Uh, For over two decades, the way that I've worked with young adults is to sponsor interactive dialogues. Like all of our teaching is done interactively because our view is it's time to stop talking one way and hear from everybody and shape one another. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be covering a lot of different topics in these episodes We're going to talk about deconstruction. We're going to talk about, you know, is it crazy to think Jesus is the only way? We're going to talk about all the hot-button issues that are out there. Why are we losing so many young adults? We're going to be going into those. Yes, we'll even cover issues about why the church is having so much trouble on issues of race or in loving other people, including LGBTQ plus people. We're going to cover a lot of different topics. But right now, I just want to hit one in general, which is if you think about the title of our podcast— Was Jesus against anything? Like if you say Jesus versus America... Maybe the next person thinking, well, I'm uncomfortable thinking that Jesus might be against something. So some of you, you might be very comfortable thinking Jesus is against everything that doesn't agree with me. (laughs) But on the other side, some people might think, wait a minute, Jesus wasn't against anything. Was he even against something? Uh, Could he even be against? And and just to be clear, we're making a choice between Jesus and America, and the choice is clear to us, and we hope it is to you. But was Jesus against anything? And I just want to take us into a couple more verses and then open it up. The one verse that comes to mind is in Revelation, where Jesus is asking the Apostle John to write letters to the churches. And he writes these letters, and I'm just going to selectively quote from the part that probably is the most relevant to us. Uh, for example, the, to the church at Ephesus, he says, I know you're enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you've not grown weary, but I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. So Jesus Mm. is actually saying like, I have something against you. And that's probably uh, a little jarring for most of us. We wouldn't think of Jesus speaking that way, but we only think he spoke that way to the Pharisees. But here he's speaking to a church and saying, Mm -hmm. this I have against you. Uh, In Revelation 3, he's also writing uh, to a different church. He says, remember then what you received and heard, keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. Now, we're not going to set up an entire podcast of where Jesus is against things, but I think it'd be interesting for us just for a moment to just start the dialogue and start this first kind of introduction by saying, if Jesus wrote a letter now and told the Apostle John, write this to the church in America or to the church in a particular city, what do you think he would say uh, that, I like this, uh, but this I have against you. You guys want to well, give us your thoughts on that?
1: Before we get into what I think he'd say, I just think it's interesting to kind of highlight something that you've said, which is, oh, it's hard to imagine Jesus against things. And I think the American Jesus in American culture, it's not hard for people to imagine he's against things. But right, because it's like he's against the LGBTQ, he's against the people that don't look like me, he's against this sin and that mm-hmm. sin, and and all. And I want to circle it back and just kind of point out that those letters that you just read from the Bible are what Jesus had against the church. Not the people outside of the church, the actual church, like a group of believers. And that's like pretty profound because mm-hmm. we're always pointing the finger outward and we forget to look in and be like, wow, like how are we doing this? And are we showing love? And like, what Je- what would Jesus say about our church and like the American church, right? Yeah. So that's like very interesting. Some
0: of us are so uncritical. I think he would just give us a thumbs up, right? He would just be like, Everything <laughs> yeah. you're doing is great. You're right. the greatest church on earth. You're in the greatest <laughs> nation yeah, on you earth. You are the greatest <laughs> right. church. Right. And, and on we would earth. like put those two <laughs> things together and say, like, God has surely blessed this country. He surely has. Let's be clear. He surely has. But he's blessed lots of people around the world and lots, lots of countries of as ca- well. Yes, of course. So would that be something that he would say? Like we'd well, say, like well That's you where guys it have done start. well. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> what I have against you is that <laughs> is that you think I've only blessed you and you're the only ones doing it right.
0: Yeah. I think that's right. I mean, we feel like there's a right way to do Christianity and it's the American church's way of doing Christianity, right? right. Yeah, and we'll raise lots of money to export that to other countries (laughs) to make sure they do it our way, sing our songs. Maybe they can translate the lyrics, but it's clearly not going to change. Do you have any thoughts on what he would say as like, maybe you're doing this right, maybe this is the area that I think you are too heavily enculturated, you've followed the nation too much?
2: I think it's funny to think that to portray Jesus that could just give you a thumbs up on everything. It's like how can he be for to be for something is to be against another thing. Like you can't be for all things. That means you're for nothing. And Jesus had a very uh very profound message that was so profound it put him up on a cross. So clearly there were some things that he had said that had caused up some some drama and some trouble for himself and his followers and that's something that we're going to explore more and what that means today. Um the things of if we're following this Jesus what what is the cross that we have to bear? What is the the things that we need to face? Um it will cost something. Yeah. Um, but it might cost the things that we might not come to terms with. Mm. We might lie to ourselves about comfort
1: lifestyle. Yeah.
2: Or we just greed. don't even know. Cause we just think we've been doing it right. So I love what you said about the yeah. self-examination of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important too to to just I mean, I think we said it, but to say it again, it's not like we're out here bashing the nation. Like this is, we're gonna bash America. Mm-hmm. It's the untangling of our culture yeah. from like who Christ, who the Lord is, and yeah. and of course we're all here, so this is yeah. our filter, right? I feel like every nation might have their own like filter and the way that that bleeds into faith, where all of a sudden. It's almost like an idol. Like you're replacing God with like your identity as an American, sometimes unknowingly. And like, so you think you're following this very American regimented way of life, but it's like not the Christian way of life, Mm -hmm. but we think it is because Mm -hmm. somehow we've entangled it Mm -hmm. and it's separating those things. I think that can bring a fresh perspective and can help reignite faith Mm -hmm. and can help us better understand if you're willing Mm -hmm. to say, what have I entangled in my life? Mm -hmm. like. What is causing me not to see the scripture for what it is or Jesus mm-hmm. for who he is? And oftentimes it's like, it's the culture surrounding us. And you can't help it. Like we're steep in this culture. We're surrounded. This is what it is. So it's better to have our eyes wide open and acknowledge that and like talk about those things.
2: Yeah. It's like we're going to let, we're going to let Jesus speak for himself. Yes. We're going to take away the, the awful game of telephone that has happened with the, the gospel of Jesus um, from culture, from people of power, from pastors, from, you know, an awful game of telephone that has gone right. too long. And we're just going to go back and say, hey, what does Jesus have to say? Who is, Je- who is right. Jesus? Who does Jesus say he is? Who does he say he loves? Yeah. What does he say he's for? And we're going to contrast that to multiple various topics that yeah. we face today.
1: Right. And untangle like even some of the damage that Christians have done or the church has done. She Um, said, (laughs) she said,
0: I mean, I'm
1: not judging. I'm just saying like that name is slapped on a lot of things. and, 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 and I think what we're striving to do here is, there's a lot of hurt people out there and people that have been hurt by the church. And some of that hurt has nothing to really do with scripture and everything to do with the culture and the way they've been rejected or just things that aren't even coming from the Lord that we as humans have wrongfully like twisted and put upon people. And so to undo that is just so important when it comes to any conversation about faith.
0: Our enculturated interpretation. So that's the trick. What you guys are both saying sounds ideal. The hardest part though is to come to the scripture and find Jesus and not bring our own messed up interpretations, right? Right. Because we're all prone to it, but the the stakes are high because millions and millions of young adults are leaving the faith because of the way it's being transmitted to them. Mm-hmm, and when yeah. they receive it, they know mm-hmm. that it is counterfeit. Mm-hmm. They yeah. know that this isn't really right, but they and can't explain why. Because yeah. all the people around them are telling them, that's the gospel. That's what Jesus believes. Yeah. That's what's but right. That's what's be. wrong. And, and they just to. feel like there's this foreign tissue yeah. rejection because they're like, no, no yeah. that's not right. But nobody is is actually giving them the courage to say, You need to separate these things and follow Jesus, not the American interpretation of Jesus. And I want to say that
2: we're targeting young adults because young adults is that unique stage in life where you are receiving a lot of culture, but you're also making culture. Like Mm -hmm. that is that stage where that happens. So it's an important um, age demographic to target because you're making these decisions and you're stepping into a world that has its culture and it's you know, yeah. forcing itself down your throat. And then you, at the same time as young adults entering into into yeah. a society, you will be creating culture. And so that is a perfect target to, yeah. to minister to and to compare and see like, hey, young adults, this is who Jesus is. This is, is got what his gospel is. This is what his love is like this is the point in which yeah. you could create and change yeah. this culture.
1: Yeah. And that the older you soon. get, as you have more profound questions, like you should be seeking and answering and diving in. And it's like that prime time where you're stepping into your own, you know what I mean? And you're starting yeah. to want to, to just kind of dive into that. And I just feel like if you're someone who's, ever had frustration with Christianity, the church, if you've been personally hurt. Like, here's three generations of people that share in those frustrations and are very open and honest with our own experiences and the own frustrations that we have. And when you break it down, it's mostly due to that entanglement.
0: Right. And we're all still faithfully following Jesus. We're all still involved in the church. We're trying to figure out a way, and we all love young adults because I've worked with them for over 20 years, You have uh, to—we're doing this for that reason, to to make sure that some of those people are thinking about leaving or who are frustrated where they are. Um, I'm thinking of an example where Jesus might say to the church in America, like, I love your spirit of evangelism and wanting to get the word out. I love the way you funded missions— but this I have against you. Like, you've dumbed down the gospel. Mm. You've used marketing and and branding uh, to do it, which is, of course, a very American thing to do. You've tried to franchise it. Uh, yeah. You've tried to make it just American in its export to you've the world. You've turned it
1: into a,
2: a club.
0: Yep. You've tried to or, make it easy to swallow. Or a marketplace. You've yeah. used marketing and branding. You've used entrepreneurship. You've run your churches with MBAs rather than the Holy Spirit. Like, like I could go on I and mean. on, right? But <laughs> <laughs> But when you look at that list, you think, well, those are American things. Like, how do you grow a business? You go to Silicon Valley, you get VC investment, you get like these top MBAs, you start doing these things, right? Well, how do you grow a megachurch? Well, if we did it the same way, that is a deeply American thing to do, right? You go to other countries and those would be foreign ideas. Now, again, they might have different things we'd have to untangle in that country and think, oh, that's a very Nigerian way to do it. Or or that's the way that the church would do it in Iran. Or maybe that's the way the church would do it in Denmark. That's very different than the way we are. But our our focus mostly is on the West and especially on America. And so that would be an example where there's something to commend. There's something to say, you've done well in this area, right? You've invested so heavily in missions, right? You really have put that behind it. Or you might say, like, you focused well on the family, uh, but you maybe have overemphasized it. This I have against you. What happened to my teaching on singleness? Uh, and celibacy. What happened to my Apostle Paul's teaching on singleness and celibacy? Where have you put that, right, in your focus on everybody being the perfect American family? Yeah. Like, right, right. Like, 2. where are 2. some 2. of those? Yeah. Children. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, like, good on you for these things, but this I also want to call to your attention, that this yeah. has become—and and is it in some way just— convenient that that's the American value of having that family. It's the American value of living the suburban lifestyle. It's the yeah. American value of having this, like, like I don't hear a lot of sermons on Sabbath, but I do hear a lot of sermons <laughs> praising hard work, right? Because that's an American that's thing, right? Like, we're really good about going to work and having jobs and all these things, right? Like, so that's the kind of an unentanglement, like, that we have the work cut out for us to do yeah. on this podcast. And yeah. again, the stakes are high. If we don't do this, we're either following and sometimes spreading kind of a counterfeit Jesus uh, and causing other people to stumble when their life just—when they just think, this doesn't seem to match up. Right. Um, or you might just be that person who's in the places like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, this doesn't feel right to me. And you're right. It doesn't. That's the job that we are going to be doing in all yeah. of these things. So any others that we think of? They're easy <laughs> to like, to, Like, I mean, we've got so many we'll be bringing up. But I do think that's an example of showing people like what we're trying to do. We're not just trying to say that Jesus is against America. No, uh, he is actually drawing a line for us sometimes. And that may be something that we have to pay attention to. So. Yeah. So this is Jesus versus America. (laughs) Tag along with us and listen to all of these different episodes, and you'll see us develop these themes even more. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe you've got an idea of something we can take on. So leave us a comment and tell us what you think or a question that you have, and maybe we can turn that into an episode that we dialogue along with you uh, to get to the answer of how would Jesus do this, and how would he peel it apart from the way we've enculturated it? This is Jesus versus America.
1: Follow us on all social media platforms at Jesus vs America, and find more resources on our official website, America.com.